Welcome to the Grace Life Teens podcast. GLT is a youth ministry of RCCG Grace Chapel in New Westminster, BC. Our vision is to build teenagers into disciples of Jesus Christ who will reign as kings and priests. We hope this message inspires and builds you up. I'm getting smarter and smarter. I'm getting stronger and stronger by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So our text this morning was taken from the book of Genesis chapter 13, in case you didn't remember. We read the first 18 verses. Last week, we started by reflecting on these verses, talking about making choices. Our title was Choices and Consequences. And we're talking about how our choices always, always have a consequence. The story we read was about Abraham and Lot. And our focus last week was on how, made, how Lot made his own choice. We highlighted the fact that the two men reached a critical point in their relationship. And there was strife. They were beginning to have infighting. Why? Because they got wealthy. They got a lot of money. We highlighted the fact that we assume that becoming wealthy means all our problems are solved and that it's not always so. And so they had to make a choice. Which way am I going? And Abraham said, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. So we considered in detail the fact that Lot made his choice based on his value system. And his value system was based on what looked good. Let me pause again and highlight here. Not all that glitters is gold. True? Have you heard that saying before? Not all that glitters is... Can you tell me one thing that glitters that is not gold? Yes. Sorry? Say that again. I never heard it before. No, 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 I'm learning. I'm just, I've never heard that before. Tell me that, what, what else glitters and is not gold? Foil. Hmm, true. Foil does glitter and is not gold. What else glitters and is not gold? Silver glitters, but it's not gold. True. What else glitters and is not gold? I have one on my ring. A diamond. They usually, they say a diamond is a girl's best friend. Abby. It's a saying, I don't know if it's true, but what I'm bringing out to you is don't make choices based on what you are seeing. And you're all young. Yesterday, we all went for a wedding. True? You're all going to be choosing spouses. And I know the young ladies like, you know, the tall, handsome young men. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going on to dangerous territory, right? And the young men like all the pretty you know, pretty girls, good-looking girls. Curvaceous. I didn't want to say it. Thank you for saying it. Curvaceous girls, you know, they know what they see. Believe you me. Trust me when I tell you that not all that glitters is gold. Beyond that fine-looking man or beautiful young lady, when it is crunch time, you might be like, what? 
did I do to myself? Don't make your choices based on what you see. Lot chose, on, chose based on what he saw. And at the end, we saw that he, end, he, end, he, he ended empty. He lost all that, all the wealth that caused the strife. He left Sodom and Gomorrah, lost his wife with only the clothes on his back. That beautiful house that he thought he had lost every single thing because he made one choice based on what he saw. Never choose based on what you see. Praise the Lord. I don't want us to focus mostly on what went on last week because last week we talked about bad choices. Let's look at the man who seemingly made a good choice. How did he end up at this point of making a good choice? I'll be sharing with you just four principles. Just principles on how you must make a choice as a child of God. Bible says something that you can gain the whole world and lose your soul. It's my prayer that none of us will gain the whole world and lose our souls in Jesus' name. There's much more than the outward and the material that we can see. The key thing I want to, you to leave, if you don't remember anything from what I've said this morning, remember that always make your choices based only on God's word. What did I say? One, two, three, go. Make your choices based on good. The first principle I want to share with you. Your choices should value relationships over your rights. You know, these days we talk a lot about human rights. We talk about it's my right to do this or it's my right not to do this. Can you go to verse 8? Do you have the Bible on, on, up? Genesis chapter 13. If you go to verse 8, the key thing Abraham said was, let there be no strife. Don't let's quarrel. He understood that he had a relationship with Lot. And that relationship was what was more important. We can quarrel over this land and begin to fight. And one person would definitely win the fight. For sure. It could have been Lot who would have won the fight, or it could be Abraham still. But he said, let's not fight. So value your relationships. Sometimes you have to be the one who will take the, the, sorry? The long road, or you know, you take the, you take the flak. I don't know how to, I'm, I, I don't want to use that word. You, the L? Oh, the loss. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. You take the loss. You put yourself in the place of disadvantage for another person. That is what makes us Christians. You're not thinking about yourself. If you look at Abraham, he was Lot's uncle. I don't know any culture that says that the uncle should allow the nephew choose where he wants to go. By all definitions, he, if he had decided that I will choose where I want to go, you will go to the other place. It was in order. But he said, no, you know what? You go ahead. Make your choice. Whatever you choose, I'll take the remnants. Let's be honest. How many of us would willingly do that? 
How many people will willingly say, I'm the one going to go to the left? After or make your choice after you have chosen. You're all welcome. It's great to see you all this morning. Typical thing that you will see happening is that I'm the older person. If we think about your homes, you have an older brother. How many of them will say, okay, get up? Or no, we have um, we have just three slices of bread left. You eat two, I'll eat one. The other brother will say, I'm older than you. I eat two, you eat one. True? I need more nutrition. I remember growing up as a child. I'm, I'm, I'm a last child. I have three older siblings. And the song they always used to sing to is that, we're older than you. It is our role. It is our right. It is our responsibility to chance you. Take it as part of life. So imagine that in Abraham. But Abraham said, you know what? Make the first choice. As a Christian, when you have to make a choice, think about the relationship with, you have with that person. Sometimes the choice you are making may open the door for you to preach to that person and say you need Jesus. And that would make a difference in that person's life. Nowhere, this, this principle I'm sharing with you, as you get older, many of you would get married. If you can't relate with your spouse based on your right is more important than me, mine, <laughs> you, would you will constantly fight. You will constantly fight. And it will be, you are right. And you are actually right. But somebody has to take the loss. And it doesn't mean you're a fool for taking the loss. The only thing that mattered to Abraham was that we're brothers. In your families, what can you do? The plates are left in the sink, always left in the sink by one person. And you are the one always having to wash. I can imagine. I, I know how it feels. You are washing and you're like... In fact, if I find that person, I will slap him with this plate, you know. But you see it as God's training for future. Romans 14, 19. Romans 14, verse 19. It's a simple rule that underlines this principle of valuing. Romans 14, verse 19. Let us pursue peace with all men. That's what it says. As much as lies within you, pursue peace with all men. If you value relationship, if you value your testimony, you will pursue peace with all men, no matter what goes your way. The second principle, we're not finding Romans 14. Oh, okay. Uh, we need help with that um, laptop. We're getting a new one soon in Jesus' name. The second principle I would like to share with you. Your choices should value godliness over self. As long as you make a choice that is thinking of your benefits, oh, I'm going to get this. If that is what is central to the choice you are making, you might end up losing out more than winning. Sometimes you would win for sure. So, he's put up Romans 15, 19. He says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace at all times. In school, someone is constantly irritating you. You know what? Take the seat at the other end of the room. 
<laughs> you wanted to say something? Can we speak one at a time so I can follow the, the conversation? Sometimes it's not that simple. But one of the other things you can do is take it to the Lord in prayer. When it looks like nothing else is working, take it to God in prayer. I said my second principle was that you should make choices that value godliness over self-interest. Now, this is something that is so difficult. I talked a lot about Lot. He looked. You know, I can imagine how many people would want to go and buy something, and I'm telling you not to look first. You look now. It's when you look and you think, oh, this is nice, then you buy. That's what makes sense, right? So what Lot did made sense. If you know what I mean. It's, it made sense. He looked, and this looks beautiful. Let's go there. But you know, the Bible says something about God knowing the end of a thing from the beginning. So our own vision is usually short. But God's vision is, God is far-sighted. He sees into millennia. It seems it says beyond what you're seeing now. And so sometimes you're feeling in your heart that, oh, why am I making, why do I want to make this choice? Choice. As long as you focus on only the things you can see, you might run into difficult waters. If you think about it, Lot chose the good place. And let me put it like this. He left Abraham in the dust, so to say. And you'd have thought, oh, maybe Abraham's livestock would die. Because the other plane looked more lush. That means there was more water, there was more greenery, likely more food. But Lot ended up bankrupt. Abraham trusted God. Now, whatever, wherever you put me, as long as God is with me, I'll be fine. That was the difference. Lot looked and said, I mean, it's like there'll be many choices before. You would have two, three job offers. In fact, that's too far. You would have two, three school offers. There's a school. Maybe I'm going to make it just in BC. There's SFU, there's KPU, there's UBC, there's, there's, there are many schools. There's Langara, there's, there's Douglas. And you're thinking, ah, which one should I choose? And maybe I'm just giving UBC has given you full scholarship. And um, Langara only gave you 5,000. And you're thinking, it makes sense to go to UBC, right? It does, right? But what if you get to UBC and you never graduate? Is that, poten is that possible? Is that possible for you to get into UBC as a full scholarship student and not graduate? You might think it's far-fetched. You know, I saw someone yesterday, 
an old schoolmate of mine, and she was telling me for the first time that she never graduated from university. Like, ah, really? She's, she has a, a college diploma now, so that's all in the past. Why am I sharing this story? It is possible. But when you place those things before God and allow God be the driver, he makes everything. What looked seemingly foolish, you now end up being um, victorious based on it. Abraham's focus was on God. Anything that has God, once I have God on my side, every other thing. It was not about what will benefit me. Once God is on this side with me, everything will work out for my good. So God's, um, Abraham's focus was on living for God, being godly. And that was why he talked about not fighting with his, with his, with his um, nephew. If he wasn't focusing on godliness, they would have fought to the last. So my question would be, how can I know when I am focusing on myself? Because it's very easy for me to think God, is, God wants me to go to UBC. Or God wants me... It, honestly, if I have a full scholarship to UBC versus uh, maybe a 5,000 grant to go to Langara, I assume that God wants me to go to UBC because only he could have opened that door. But it, doesn't, it does not necessarily mean that. So for you to know if you are being self-centered or you are focusing on yourself, number one, if you find out that what is driving you more is like the opportunities you will get in life. Oh, I'll get to have a job in, um, you know all those top companies that they call them, a top tech company, something, Fortune 400. Does that know what they call them? Okay. I'll get a job in a Fortune 400. My startup salary would be, I mean, <laughs> my startup salary would be in the hundreds of thousands. If those are the things driving your decision, they are not bad though in itself. But a focus on God would not focus on those things. Second thing you want to ask yourself is, how much am I enjoying the things of the world? By that, I mean, all the comforts that come. I mentioned having um, a six-digit salary, annual salary. So I can see my, if I, by the time I have six-digit salary, I'm thinking of, I will buy a house that will probably be on the waterfront, you know, so I can come out. My house should have a pool. And if possible, a mini golf course. It's not a bad idea, you know. Why am I thinking of those things? And I'll probably be thinking that, hmm, I need a car. I won't be thinking of buying a Toyota Yaris, for example. I'll probably be thinking of a G-Wagon. Excuse me, Toyota Yaris and G-Wagon, what's the difference? Sorry? Sorry? G-Wag is bigger, true. How many of me? Let's even take it away from a Jiwagon and, and a Toyota Yaris. Have you seen people who have cars, like 10 cars? I have 10 cars. I have a Cadillac. I have a Lamborghini. You know that sort of a thing? Yes. It's a sign of accomplishment. Very true. It's so true. 
No, I mean, it's so true. I have I've arrived. I'm made. I have nothing to worry about. If those are the things driving you, honestly, you are probably not thinking about God. I could make a six-digit salary and think about, oh, I'm planning to send this money out to missions. I want to build an orphanage. I would use a man who is not necessarily a Christian. I don't know about his Christian side, but Warren Buffett, the car he's been driving, is probably more than 20 years old. He's one of the richest men on earth. But he doesn't buy the newer models, although he can afford it. So if you find that your, your drive is based on things that are like that, oh, I need to have, you have 10 pairs of jeans. And I know a lot of women are on this, you know, on this. So you have 10 pairs of shoes. But there's one new shoe, you know. I've got to have that shoe. We have, or when you see women preparing to go for an event, somebody's party, they'll go and buy a new shoe, buy a new bag, you know, new hair. No, I can't go. Why can't you go with the old things? Everyone? Okay. And they die after their... So after, after someone laughs at you, please, what happens? How? Sorry, excuse me. You get affected, and then what happens? Hey, guys. She said you won't die, but it's just that. She said a day or two of depression. Okay. I, I hear you. Sorry. Sorry to you. Go on. It's a feel-good factor. I like that, that thought. He put up his hand first. To... Because they're laughing at you. <laughs> All right. Aunt Berlin, I'll let you speak last. Let them speak. Odilia. True, the Instagram uh, models. Okay, go on, um, Tony Ann. Okay, go on. And then Auntie Berlin, I'll come. Hey, one house, please.
true. Auntie Verlin, you wanted to round that off for me, please. I read a post, she talked about Instagram, I read a post, um, and I, I, it really, it really, I connected with it. The guy said, it seems you are very, I'm going to translate it because it was written in Nigerian English. Since you, you've decided not to have sense, we will help you not to have sense. Does that make sense? Since you, you have decided, you are trying to impress us on Instagram, you come in with all the best clothes, you show us all your designer, you are constantly buying new clothes, buying new shoes to show us. We would, you know, and then if you think you have so much money, we'll become your friend. We will like when you do it. And when you decide, when, you know, you spend all your money impressing us, and we'll keep making demands. In fact, we would, bottom line is, I want you to highlight to you that the world system would constantly make demands on you to fit in. You have to decide what you want to do and stay on that path. They're going to laugh at you. You have flip-flops. Hey, turn it around. You know how you turn it around? They're laughing at you. You have flip-flops today. But you are the one who gets a scholarship tomorrow. All those people laughing at you are going to come and try to be your friend. Five years down the line, be the one who's recruiting them for jobs. That's how you turn those things. You take those, those, those um, opportunities, when people laugh at you, take them as opportunities. Take them as drivers to excel. Don't let them begin to make you feel. And take them as an opportunity to say, God, you see them laughing at me, it's time to show up for me. That has got to be your attitude. That has got to be your attitude to pressure from those around you. Because believe you me, you might feel, oh, you have to dress well. The pressure doesn't stop. When you get married, people will come to your house and expect you to have it all. And <laughs> she doesn't have this. Can you imagine? She's just got one pot. And they'll laugh at you. Oh, oh, her husband has got just three shirts. And they will laugh at you. It's a stepping stone. Turn it around. The, the final thing I want to say for you to know whether you are focusing on yourself is that when you lose some of these things, how do you mourn them? Ah, I no longer have a car. I'm dead. My life is finished. You know when I moved to Canada for the first few, for the first several months, I didn't have a car. And I didn't even think about it much. I didn't have a car. It's fine. I have a car. It's good. It shouldn't be that important to you. I can feed. There are many people who can feed. I'm thankful for that. 
One of the things I want to encourage you is don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have. How many of you know Tyler Perry? I know you, if you know him, you would, at a point in his life, he was homeless. At a point in his life, he had no home. He was sleeping on the streets. The kind of guys you go and make tea for in downtown Eastside. That's an example of turning your ashes into beauty. He may not be a Christian. I don't know about his Christian stand. But at a point, he had nothing to his name. But today, he has the, he's the only black that owns the biggest studio. Whatever that means, I don't know. But. So the third principle I want to share with you this morning is that when you make choices, I started by saying that you value relationships. The second thing I said was that you value godliness. The third thing I want to highlight is value your fellowship with God, your connection with God much more than everything. Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Value your relationship with God. In the final analysis, that is what will matter. Why? Because at the end of it all, we all have two destinations. Where? Heaven or hell. And it, what determines where you and I will end is that relationship with God. So whatever choice you want to make, that isn't putting um, God first. And one of the things I want to highlight is the fact that many people would ask, why did Lot choose to go to Sodom and Gomorrah when he knew it was full of sin? What many of us don't understand was that Canaan was not much better. Canaan was also full of sin. So if you have a scale that would measure the amount of sinfulness in Sodom and Gomorrah, and you say, okay, Sodom was 10. Canaan was a close 9.5. So it wasn't that Abraham was in a better place that allowed him to stay focused on God. It was because Abraham chose to, to treasure his relationship with God. And the key to that is in verse 18. You want to go to Genesis chapter um, 13, verse 18. They said, Abraham moved and dwelt in Mamre. And what did he do when he got there? He built a tent and an altar to God. We don't have any record. I'm not saying Lot didn't have a relationship with God, but we don't have any record. In verse 5, in that same chapter 13, it recorded that Abraham worshipped the Lord before he talked about splitting. But again, so he constantly kept God in his focus. Constantly. He remembers that we, he was a pilgrim on earth. No matter how long you live, the Bible promises us that it is appointed unto me. To do what? To die. Once. Once. As you were born once, a day of death is for sure coming. For some, it will come earlier than others. But whether it comes very late or it comes early, it's certainly coming. 
We don't have a record, a record of lots building an altar. And, I, and all I have been saying this morning is highlighting the fact that as Christians, we're here in the world and we would constantly face a tension. How do I balance saying I'm a Christian and living in the world? There is that tension. But if you place your fellowship with God, your relationship with God, as the number one thing you want to focus on, the number one thing that you need to work on, I trust that all will work for your good in Jesus' name. So the last principle I would highlight for us, again, has to do with God. Your choices should show that you value God's promises over immediate pleasure. Value God's promises over immediate pleasure. No one wants to suffer. Or is there anybody who thinks suffering is a good thing? Some people do. They think it's more, um, more Christianly. The more you suffer, the more Christ-like you are. There's some people. Sorry? I agree with that. Suffering is part of life. We would always have challenges. But the fact that it's part of life doesn't mean I have to enjoy it. But some people think that you must enjoy it because I think it's masochistic. Yeah, sorry. Excuse me. No, I didn't go to school. <laughs> anyway, whatever. You understand the, the image I'm presenting. That it's not normal. We all want to enjoy. Given a choice any day, your focus will be on having pleasure. But there's what they call delayed gratification. I'm sure you've heard that term before. Why are we going to school now? No, it's not to get an education. That's not quite true. Okay, so why are you getting an education? Why do you think you need an education? Exactly. You're thinking of your future. You want to get a job. You don't want to be working at the tills in the, in the, in the grocery store. You're thinking, I'd like to be the CEO of a company. I'd like to own my own private practice. I'd like to build my first church for God. <laughs> but bottom line is thinking of the future. So you're undergoing pain today, studying taking exams to guarantee a future for yourself. Let's open to Titus chapter 2. We'll read 11, verses 11 to 13. Titus 2, verses 11 to 
I read, for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and what? Devotion to God. What version is this? KJV? I'm reading New Living Translation. This is NIV. I'm reading New Living Translation. But it says we should focus on God. So any choice you are making that doesn't bring forth God's eternal promises, that was one of the things that, you know, held Abraham. Abraham said, God, you promised that. I mean, it's funny. Right after Lot made that choice was when God spoke to Abraham that Look down at the dusty, dusty area you can see. Your descendants will be as the sand. And that promise kept him going. He died with just one child. But today we sing Abraham's blessings are mine. We believe we're descendants of Abraham. Has God fulfilled his promise concerning Abraham? He has. Did Abraham see it? Did it make God a liar? Sometimes we don't see what we're hoping for. But trusting in that promise should help us to keep our focus. Matthew 6.33. Who knows it? Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Seek ye first. No, let's stop with the seek you first. <laughs> seek you first. If there's anything Jesus said, that was his first sermon in the New Testament. Um, yeah, right after speaking to the Beatitudes. He said, seek you first. The kingdom of God. I think that is, in summary, what I want to. So say should be your focus in making choices. Are you seeking God's kingdom? Or are you seeking for self? If that thing isn't going to lead to establishing God's kingdom, think it through. The next time you have to make a choice that requires you to make a commitment of time, or maybe you want to move to another province, like some people I know. Oh my God. I was speaking to somebody on this side of the room. <laughs> Ask, is God in this with me? Ask, why am I making this move? It's not enough to just think about finances, which was pretty much what Lot did. He talked about finances. Sometimes you make a lot more money, but you lose your family. You are always in the office. You become a stranger to your husband or wife. Your children don't recognize you anymore. You've made a lot of money. And you don't have friends. There's always a consequence for whatever you choose. 
if you live in a one-bedroom apartment and you don't have a lot of possessions, it's unlikely an armed robber would attack you. True? But if you have, or if I'm driving a rugged, I'm not encouraging that we live in poverty, but I'm just saying for everything we choose, let's understand there is a consequence. Choosing to come to BC means you've chosen to be in the nine other provinces in Canada, for example. For many of us, we moved away from Africa to come to Canada. It means you've chosen not to be where you were born in Africa. You've chosen to be here. It's a choice. And I'm going to use that as an, as an example of having consequences. For some, it might mean you won't see your parents on a regular basis. Some people don't see their parents for two, three, four, five years because they've chosen to move to Canada. It's a choice. Some people will not see their spouses on a regular basis because they've chosen to make. For everything you choose, there is a consequence. And I just want to encourage you and remind you, we're going to read Matthew 6.33 together. Because that is one thing I want you to sip into your spirit. That we need to seek God first. Not second, not third, not fourth. Seek God first in all that we do. Let's read that together. One, two, three, go. But seek ye first. Amen. Many of us think that when you say, I have become a Christian, you've just made a decision to follow Jesus. That is true. But I want to give you an analogy of how we see it. We see it's like we've gone to the bank to um, deposit. You your, your life is like a $1,000 bill. And when you come to Jesus, you feel like, Lord Jesus, here's the $1,000 bill. Take it. I'm all yours. And you go away. And you, we feel like going forward, he has the $1,000 bill. I can do anything I want. I want you to see it differently. Yes, you're a $1,000 bill. But what happens at the cross is that that $1,000 bill is broken into 25 cent pieces each. And so over the course of your life, God is going to be asking for little deposits of 25 cents. Not that you just come and drop. Yes, you drop. But so you're going to be making deposits into that account until on your final day, when you leave this earth, you should have spent up to the last 25 cents. It's not a one-time thing. Seeking God is not, oh, I've accepted Jesus. It is a day-to-day, constant walking with him and following him. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Grace Life Teams. 
more information about our youth ministry or for counseling or prayers, please contact the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Grace Chapel in New Westminster, BC, Canada. Online at www.rccgbc.org or on phone at 604-526-7732. God bless you.